All right, I think we're ready to go. I think we, what did we recess the meeting, so now we're going to unrecess the meeting. Okay, good morning, commissioners. Your first item on the agenda is public comment. This is the time set for public comment. Um, if you want to speak on an item that's on the agenda, you're welcome to come forward and speak now, or you can speak um, when the item actually comes up. Seeing no one, let's go ahead and move forward. The second item is the approval of the agenda after considering any additions or deletions of items. Staff has the following requests, which may require renotification fees of 85 days as passed since the initial notification or there are modifications to the application. Hold to the January 17th, 2024 zoning meeting, item 32, WC 2340166 for UC 220007. Hold to the February 7th, 2024 zoning meeting, item 7, ET 2340159 for NZC 210421, item 8, WC 2340175 for NZC 210421, item 9, WS 230735. Uh, commissioners, for your information, items 7 through 9 will be placed on the January 21st, 2024 Red Rock CAC uh, agenda for presentation by the applicant. Item 42 will also be held to February 7th, 2024 uh, for items for ZC 230754 and item 43 WS 230755 and item 44 ZC 230770. The above public hearing items are going to be opened as a public hearing and immediately recessed until the dates as previously stated. With these deletions, which are items 7, 8, 9, 32, 42, 43, and 44, the agenda stands ready for your approval. Move approval with the recommended holds and deletions. There's a motion. Cast your votes. <coughs> oh, I also want to make it clear. Uh, Commissioner Miller is on the phone. Uh, Ross, can you hear us? All right, we'll move forward, but can someone make sure he's reach out to make sure Commissioner Miller is participating? I can hear you if you can hear me. Oh, there, there we hear you. Was that a yes? Yes, yes. Okay, thank you. The third item on the agenda is the approval of the minutes. The minutes of the December 6, 2023 zoning meeting are ready for approval. Move approval of the minutes from the December 6th meeting. There's a motion for approval. Cast your vote. Yes. That motion passes. That motion passes. Next to the routine action items, which consist of items 4 through 30, except the items previously deleted, and items 5 and 6, which will be heard separately. These items may be considered together in one motion and are subject to the conditions listed with each agenda. Additionally, staff has the following request. Item 12, ET 234164 for UC 220020, change the commencement date in the first current planning condition to read March 16, 2025. If there are no objections, the public hearing is now open and the routine action portion of the agenda stands ready for your approval. Move approval of items four through 30 with five and six being heard separately. Mr. Chair, yes. um, I need to have uh, Ms. Allen put a, a comment on the record, please. Yes. 
Good morning, Mr. Chair, members of the Commission. Stephanie Allen, 1980 Festival Plaza Drive. Here on behalf of the applicant on items 16 and 17, I just wanted to state for the record um, that Lennar Homes um, does, does not have plans to blast related to this project. However, if they do decide to use any blasting, we will put together a blasting plan and communicate that with your office, Commissioner Jones, to make sure that everyone has uh, proper notice of what exactly is going to transpire. So I just wanted to make sure that was on the record. All right, and we'll add that to the conditions for that item. Does anyone get that? If so, uh, there's a motion for approval. Castro. Thank you. Thank you. I can't say the vote passed yet, but I think it. Yes. And that motion passes. All right, commissioners, next are companion items five and six, which will be heard together. Item five, DR 230772, design review for finished grade in conjunction with an approved warehouse, retail, and office complex on 1.9 acres in an MD design manufacturing AE60 zone in the CMA design overlay district. Generally located on the east side of Buffalo Drive and the north side of Post Road within Spring Valley. Item 6, TM 23500165, tentative map consisting of a one lot commercial subdivision on 1.9 acres in an MD design manufacturing zone in the CMA design overlay district, generally located on the east side of Buffalo Drive and the north side of Post Road within Spring Valley. Good morning. Morning, uh, Clayton Nielsen, LR Nelson Consulting Engineer, 6765 West Russell Road, Suite 200, here uh, representing for the applicant on this. And we've been in discussions with Sammy and and then also uh, she relays some information from um, Commissioner Naff's office in regards, and this really has to do with along the north side of this development, there's parking, and then we have a, a retain wall for that parking, and then, uh, and then uh, we had some plans that we put together. The plans call out for a six-foot screen wall, and then the cross-section showed a retaining wall, and I know that it's uh, Commissioner Naff's desire to make sure we have that six-foot screen wall so that whoever parks there, their headlights don't shine in the adjacent homes. So I'm here to say that uh, we concur with that condition, and uh, if there's any other questions, I'm here to ask the, answer any. Does that complete your presentation? Yes, that's it. All right, this is a public hearing. Is anyone here who wishes to speak on this item? Seeing no one, we'll close the public hearing and turn it over to Commissioner Naft. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Um, yeah, that captured some of it well. I just want to turn it over to Ms. Real for a moment. So just to clarify, on the north side where there is parking provided, there is a three-foot maximum retaining wall that's shown on the plans, and on top of that retaining wall, the cross-section showed guardrail, but the notes on the actual plan itself showed a screen wall. So. Um, the proposal or what I believe is going to be conditions is just to clarify that is going to be a screen wall on top of that retaining wall and not a guardrail. Yeah, that's right. And to, to, I guess just for the board's edification, we've had this issue just up the street um, that is sort of triggering this. And I'm, I'm going to ask Sammy if she could bring back at a later date unrelated to this item, uh, a, perhaps a code update that, and maybe brief the board on this situation so that everybody has an understanding of what happened on that project and what I think your update to the code will get it. 
Um, but as it relates to this item, the intention is just simply to have that six-foot screen wall um, on the top of the retaining wall to provide full protection for the residential to the north. Um, your client understands this? All right, uh, then with that condition, I move for approval of items five and six. There's a motion on the floor. Cast your vote. Yes. And that motion passes. <coughs> All right, commissioners, next is item 31. UC 230777, use permit to reduce setback from a vehicle automobile wash to a residential use. Waivers of development standards for the following increase the number of freestanding signs and allow wall signs to face adjacent residential development. Design reviews for the following a vehicle wash, lighting, and signage on 1.8 acres in an MD design manufacturing zone generally located on the east side of Rainbow Boulevard, 295 feet south of Mountain's Edge Parkway within Enterprise. Good morning. Good morning, Mr. Chairman, Commissioners, and Happy New Year. My name is Tony Sless, address 1980 Thessal Plaza Drive, here on behalf of the applicant. As you can see from the aerial, the site is located, or highlighted here in yellow and located on the uh, east side of Rainbow and south of Mountain's Edge. Um, just a little background on this site. Uh, there have been uh, multiple land use entitlements that have come through on this site as well as portions immediately to the north over the last several years. As you can see, what's been developed out now is a tavern uh, located in the center portion of the site, a convenience store with gas pumps on the hard corner. Part of those approvals have always included a car wash, um, and in fact, last year, uh, I, this was this land use application with, re with respect to the car wash was uh, specifically approved again. We are coming back in um, with a redesign of this site, um, again for another car wash. Um, as you can see right here on our plans, we are proposing to come in off the existing entrance of Rainbow. We will have shared access to our neighbors to the north. The queuing line will be adjacent to the east property line here, um, as well as to the south here. Everything will come in, uh, queue to the north, and come through the vehicle wash and come back down through the south here. There are a couple of waivers that we are requesting that are kind of carry over from the previous approvals, and those are separation to the residential uses, both to the east and the south. To the east, it is about 46 feet. What we're doing to help mitigate that issue, as you can see, we have a large 42-foot buffer area, and in particular, of that 42 feet, 20 of it, you can see in this kind of green belt area, will be intense landscaping. We're gonna continue that theme on the south here uh, to provide that intense landscaping. Um, as part of this uh, project as well, we do have two other components, signage and lighting plan, that are part of this. <laughs> There is an existing pylon sign on the site to the north, right here on the hard corner that essentially advertises the tavern and convenience store. We would also like to have an ability to advertise, so we're proposing a second pylon sign farther to the south here. Um, because this is still one commercial development, we're asking to waive that requirement of one pylon sign per development, so we're asking to allow for a second. Uh, the second waiver associated with this uh, was, is with respect to, uh, and you can see right here is the design of the pylon sign. It'll be about 21 feet in height. Um, 
The second portion of it was to have uh, signage that would face south or towards the residential area. Um, at this time, I'd like to withdraw with prejudice waiver number two that is specific to the signage that faces to the south. With all that, we do agree with all the conditions of approval. I'm more than happy to answer any questions you may have. Thank you. Does that complete your presentation? It does. Thank you. This is a public hearing. Does anyone here wish to speak on this item? Seeing no one, I'll turn it over to Mr. Jones. Thank you, Mr. Chair. I'll go ahead and move for approval agenda item number 31 with the withdrawal of, with prejudice of, a, of waiver number two. The motion on the floor, I'll cast your vote. Yes. Thank you. That motion passes. Thank you. Next is item 33. WS 230757, waivers of development standards for the following. Eliminate sidewalk and street landscaping. Access to an arterial street. Eliminate circular driveway. Full off-site improvements on 2.1 acres in an RE Rural Estates residential zone, generally located on the southeast corner of Mustang Street and Iron Mountain Road within Lone Mountain. Thank you. James Lopez, 6725 Southeastern Avenue. On behalf of the applicant, uh, we have a two-lot uh, parcel map. Uh, we're just splitting this in two. With regard to waiver three, I think the only concern is do we have enough turnaround on the site for a driveway? And, and the answer is yes. We can either do a circular driveway on lot one and or a turnaround on both lots one and two. And with that, uh, we read the conditions and we concur and we res respectfully request your approval. This is a public hearing. Does anyone, does that complete your presentation? Yes, it does. Okay, so this is a public hearing. Anyone here that wishes to speak on this item? Seeing no one, Commissioner Kirkpatrick. Yeah, thank you, Mr. Chairman. And um, just so the board's aware, lot one is already built, so this is just actually making everything right. Um, and on lot two, they've agreed to put the things in uh, the necessary circular drive. Um, and there is zero landscaping out in that area or sidewalks or anything, so we want to leave it the way it is. Um, it is literally a butts um, BLM territory. So I would make a motion to approve item 33 with approving waiver number one, two, three, and four. Um, that'd be my motion. Commissioner, sorry, can I ask for clarification? So there is a if approved condition to plant medium trees at 20 feet on center outside the perimeter wall along Mustang Street. You want to have that condition removed? Yes, please. Okay. Forgot. All right. I think the motion is clear. I'll cast your vote. Yes. And that motion passes. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, next are companion items, 34 and 35. Item 34, PA 23-700-016. Plan amendment to redesignate the existing land use category from compact neighborhood to urban neighborhood on 6.5 acres. Generally located 400 feet north of Desert Inn Road and 700 feet east of Durango Drive within Spring Valley. Item 35, ZC 230288. Amended zone change to reclassify 6.5 acres from an R 
three multiple, resi multiple family residential zone to an R5 apartment residential zone. Waivers of development standards for the following. Increased building height, previously not notified. Reduced parking, reduced garage openings to onto a drive aisle, increased wall height, and reduce the height setback ratio requirement adjacent to a single family residential use, which is no longer needed. And then design reviews for the following, alternative parking lot landscaping, multiple family uh, residential development, and finished grade, generally located 675 feet east of Durango Drive and 375 feet north of Desert Inn Road within Spring Valley. Good morning. Good morning, Mr. Chairman and Commissioners. My name is Bob Gronauer, 1980 Festival Plaza Drive. I'm here representing the property owner and applicant on these uh, two matters. Uh, to get your attention to the area uh, that we're asking for the land use entitlements, this area here is highlighted. It's about six and a half acres of property. Um, this is actually an infill piece of property. You have Durango, which is located here, which runs north and south. East and west is Desert Inn uh, Road. Uh, this is an existing commercial shopping center here. Um, unfortunately, about two months ago or within the last several weeks, the Vons uh, shopping center here is, is closed. There's some other uh, suites in this area that have also been opened and closed with other businesses. So one of the things that we look at with this type of application that we're asking for for this uh, land use zoning here is to add some additional density in this in this area. It's an older area. It's an in, this piece of property is an infill piece of property. We feel that by adding some additional density here, you get some more diversity of housing, you get a little bit of new shot of uh, synergy in this area, and adding the, uh, the application of uh, additional multifamily we think would be appropriate. With respect to the application, um, there's a few waivers that we are asking for. Number one is we're asking for um, a reduction in parking. Um, one of the things that we've done by working with the commissioner's office and um, uh, Tim Costello, the planning commissioner, is uh, we've made sure that we are complying with the new Title 30 parking standards. Although we submitted our um, parking studies that showed that we had enough parking that we were providing, one of the caveats is that we are complying, that we'll be complying to the new Title 30 code for the parking reduction. Uh, there's an increased wall height. Um, we're asking for that, which is located on the west property line over here, which is adjacent to the Vons building. Um, we have a significant slope in this area that goes about 19 feet from the west to the east side in this area. Uh, we have a fill of design review uh, that we're asking for some fill over here on the property, a little bit towards the eastern portion of the property that we're asking. Um, as I could show you on the rendering, the below, uh, if you could <coughs> zoom out a little bit here, we do have an increase in building height, but I could explain it fairly quickly. For example, if you're taking a look at this building here, um, we do have four stories, which goes up to 40 feet, and R5 zoning allows up to 50. But we have a five and a half foot parapet, and then, a, then on top of the parapet, in these areas here, these are the elevator shafts. They go up an additional, additional five, five and a half feet, which gets us up to about 52 feet on the, big, on the tallest part of the buildings. One of the things that we did were the residentials to the north of us here. Uh, we stepped back the building, as you can see, as it steps back here in this area, and we've doubled up in intense landscaping along the uh, northern property line on, on <clears throat> our property. Um, the Planning Commission recommended approval of the land plan amendment 
and also the zone change with a condition where they capped us at 30 units an acre. Um, we would ask you to approve uh, that application pursuant to the Planning Commission's recommendation, and I'm here to answer any <coughs> questions that you may have. Yeah, this is a public hearing. Um, anyone here wishes to speak on this item? Hearing no one, Commissioner Miller, can you hear us and, and uh, let us know your thoughts? Yeah, thank you. Uh, I'd move for approval uh, subject to the Planning, com planning Commission's recommendations. Uh, there's a motion on the floor. Cast your vote. Yes. And that motion passes. Thank you very much. Have a good day. Next are items 36, 37, and 38. Item 36, PA 23700032, plan amendment to redesignate the existing land use categories from corridor mixed use and mid-intensity suburban neighborhood to compact neighborhood on 9.6 acres, generally located on the southwest corner of Sunset Road and Quarter Horse Lane within Spring Valley. Item 37, ZC 230672, Zone change to reclassify 9.6 acres from an RE rural estates residential zone to a C1 local business zone and a C2 general commercial zone to a RUD residential urban density zone. Waivers of development standards for the following, reduce setback and reduce open space. Design reviews for the following, single family residential development and finished grade on a 9.6 acre portion of a 13 acre site in the CMA design overlay district, generally located on the southwest corner of Sunset Road and Quarter Horse Lane within Spring Valley. And then item 38, TM 23500135, tentative map consisting of 87 lots and common lots on 9.6 acres in an RUD residential urban density zone in the CMA design overlay district generally located on the southwest corner of Sunset Road and Quarter Horse Lane within Spring Valley. Mr. Chair, Commissioners, Denicio Gordillo, 204 Bell Isle Court, Henderson, Nevada, 89012. Here on behalf of the property owner and the applicant on these three companion items that were just read into the record. If you can see where my pen is pointing, as described, it's bounded, the property is about 9.6 9 acres. It's bounded on the east by Quarter Horse, on the west by Dapple Gray, and it's roughly 300 feet south of Sunset. The, there's three elements to this overall request. The first is item 36, which is the plan amendment. What we are proposing is compact neighborhood, uh, which is a residential category. We believe it's the ideal transitional land use between the various housing types and uses that are out there. Uh, we appreciate staff's recommendation of approval on that. Second element is the actual zone change. And with that category, it allows us various types of residential, um, various types of attached residential, and also single family detached. What we are proposing is RUD zoning on the 9.6 acres for a detached single family residential development. These, the, this project, the overall project, was approved as two separate residential projects several years ago. What we are proposing is to come in with this um, kind of a seamless development with one single access point off of Dapple Gray, which we believe from a public safety standpoint is better than having access on a quarter horse private street network, uh, RUD, uh, again, we're talking about the, the old code because that's when this, thing, this, that's when this project was submitted. Um, under RUD, we're allowed up to 14 units to the acre in terms of density. We're coming in 9.1. So we're on the lower end of the, of, of the density for RUD. 
Um, we appreciate staff's recommendation of the zone change, uh, and we agree with all staff conditions on that. The third element is really just the formality of a tentative map. The tentative map is nothing more than the first phase of a mapping process that coincides with the site plan that I just exhibited for the zone change. With that, uh, we appreciate working with staff on this. It's, it's been a long time since we started this, um, and we would respectfully request your approval of the package of the three elements as submitted. I'll be more than happy to answer any questions. That does complete my presentation. Thank you. This is a public hearing. There's someone here. To, are you Mr. Malone, Maloney? Yes, yeah, please come forward. Thank you. Uh, Mike Maloney, 6790 Gold Yarrow Street, a homeowner for 20 years in this area and also president of an HOA with 205 homes that is directly impacted uh, by this development and uh, is two sides of the development that is shown. Uh, um, first, uh, in summary, we're, we're in favor of the single family homes. Let me be clear about that. Uh, we do ask though that you deny the reductions in green and open space and the reductions in setbacks uh, as the staff has recommended and as the Spring Valley Board has also recommended. Um, we also ask that the second entrance that was um, noted on Quarter Horse be added to help with the traffic flow and access to the community. Uh, as uh, those of you familiar with this, especially Commissioner Jones and Commissioner Naft, uh, there were um, apartments, uh, two apartment complexes on the east side of Quarter Horse that were approved. One of those was built. The second apartment complex turned into the KB Homes development that was referenced. Okay? And KB Homes is tying in their requests of what they're developing on the east side of Quarter Horse to the west side of Quarter Horse. Um, they've even been presenting... Uh, that to people who walk into their space showing those homes. Uh, so they're tying those two in, but they do not have any connection between them with Quarter Horse. They do not have any public access to this community from Quarter Horse, which brings everything into our neighborhood, okay? And also the setbacks are directly accessing, uh, affecting uh, our community, so instead of a 15-foot uh, setback, it is now a six-foot setback, okay? Um, and most importantly, um, they are requesting a 60% reduction in that open and green space. All it says is a reduction. I'm pointing out the numbers that are listed, a 60% reduction. Um, so in general, many of your parents, I just want to say, when a child negotiates with their parent, uh, if they want a dog, they start out by asking for a horse, they don't start out by asking for a fish or a turtle, okay? But they really wanted a dog all along. Uh, we're not clear why a 60% reduction has been um, requested, and as you can see, it was denied by the staff. All these red circles are denials by the staff, but for whatever reason, the Planning Commission uh, went ahead and approved 
uh, in what we could read without these denials. So, again, in summary, we're not opposed to the single-family homes. We ask that you deny the reductions in green space and in the setbacks because we feel that everyone from this community will end up coming into our community to use our green space, our park, our dog's uh, uh, poo area, and so forth. Okay? Thank you so much. Um, I'm not sure about your children, but my children asked for a horse and get a Mustang. So Understood. I should have negotiated with your kids. Um, anyone else here wishing to speak on this item? See, no one will turn it over to Mr. Jones. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Uh, Mr. Cordillo, can you address the setback issue? I know that uh, there had been a recommendation by the Planning Commission um, and uh, the discussion that we had had with regards to the lots on the south side. Yeah, let me show you here. As was just referenced, immediately to the east, on the east side of Corridor Horse, this exact same development is being developed right now. It's under construction. So yes, this will be kind of an, an addition to that, even though, the, again, it's separated by Corridor Horse. But what we have here is a, it's a very unique style type of, of development. They're called court-style homes. So they're single-family detached, and each lot actually has private usable open space. When you, when you discuss RUD zoning, the whole idea there is that it's really intended, as the name implies, it's, it's, it's kind of a residential urban density development. And so you get a lot of attached product that doesn't have private usable open space. We do. And at a minimum, at a minimum, each lot will have 600 square feet of private usable open space in their yard space. So that's why we requested the reduction in the open space because again, it's not an attached product that requires that common use open space. Plus we are, uh, we will have pedestrian access gates. At this stub street and at this stub street, we are providing for the detached sidewalk along Corridor Horse and Dapple Gray as well. And we are within half a mile of an actual park. Now, uh, that may exceed a little bit in terms of the walking distance. I think the code used to reference a quarter mile was actually the walking distance for someone, but we believe that half a mile would also be an appropriate distance to walk to a public park. But again, we have on-site recreational areas for each lot. Now, as to reference the setback, here are the models that are being developed on the east side, and of course, they'll be the same models here. Not every model is going to require that reduced setback. However, we don't know what those, which model is going to go on which lot. So that's why we're asking for the six feet across the entire development. But if you can see here, this model actually has a 20-foot setback. This one has a 15-and-a-half-foot setback, 6.7. Uh, this is 13 feet. And this, is the, this model is the one that requires the six-foot setback. So again, not every lot will have the six-foot rear setback. Some may have 20 feet. It just depends on what the end user, you know, what, when these come online, what the end user is going to request in terms of a model for their particular lot. Okay. And again, with regards to the Planning Commission's recommendation, with regards to the setbacks on the south side, can you address that? The Planning Commission approved the request subject to one condition, additional condition. This lot, lot 47, they requested a 20-foot rear setback. Uh, when the, I believe the resident lives in this, I believe it's this parcel? Yes. 
Yeah, okay, so she thought that we were requesting a side setback reduction, but we're not. And then, of course, the discussion lended itself to, towards the rear setback. So the Planning Commission imposed a setback of, of 20 feet. That exceeds the required setback for the RUD zoning district. We've plotted various models on there, um, and we would res respectfully request 14 feet for that additional setback on that lot, 47. Um, and then can you also address with regards to the uh, existing bulb or notch uh, what you intend to do or what the applicant intends to do with regards to the deeding back of a uh, yep. portion of the right-of-way? So this bulb here is actual right-of-way. We're in the process of vacating that. We have, I believe, been in discussion. I, I have not been part of those discussions, but I am told that the discussions have started or commenced but that will actually be returned back to that development adjacent to us in the form of green space. So it'll be additional green space that they will have. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and put an additional condition that that is what happens with that. Absolutely. Okay. Um, all right, so with the additional conditions that we've discussed, which is the 14-foot uh, rear yard setback on lot 47 and the condition to require that the applicant deed back the um, bulb notch piece of the dapple gray right-of-way to the uh, existing HOA um, to the south. Uh, then I will go ahead and move for agenda, approval of agenda items 36, 37, and 38. And we are in full agreement with those conditions. Thank you. All right, there's a motion on the floor. Cast your vote. Yes. Thank you, commissioners. Good morning. That motion approved. Commissioners, next are items 39, 40, and 41. Item 39, PA 23-700-035, plan amendment to redesignate the existing land use category from mid-intensity suburban neighborhood to urban neighborhood on 2.3 acres, generally located on the west side of Ring Lane, 130 feet south of Trango Avenue alignment within Sunrise Manor. Item 40, ZC 230680, zone change to reclassify 2.3 acres from an RE real estate's residential zone to an R4 multiple family high density zone. Use permits for the following and attach townhouse plan unit development, reduce the building setback from project parameters. Waivers of development standards for the following, reduce the area of a plan unit development, reduce setback and allow modified driveway design standards. Design review for an attached single family residential <laughs> plan unit development generally located on the west side of Ring Lane, 130 feet south of Trango Avenue, alignment within Sunrise Manor. And item 41, TM 23-500-139, tentative map consisting of 42 lots and common lots on 2.3 acres in an R4 multiple family residential high density zone. Generally located on the west side of Ring Lane, 130 feet south of Trango Avenue alignment within Sunrise Manor. Commissioners, the applicant has revised the project and so they're now proposing 41 lots and as such, their prior proposal for urban neighborhood land use category uh, can be reduced to compact neighborhood and their current request for R4 zoning can be reduced to R3 zoning. Thank you. Good evening, Landon Christofferson, 2885 East Quail Avenue, 89120, here representing the applicant. Um, we've worked with staff and with uh, Commissioner Sagerbloom, your office, to uh, go over the zoning that we previously had proposed as R4 and reduce it to R3 as we were on the low end of R4, now we're on the high end of R3 as far as the density. Um, 
what we did was removed a lot, which gave a little more space um, up to the north, to the neighbor to the north. Um, quickly, we'll go over the project. It's 41 lots accessed off of Ring Avenue, uh, off of Ring. The uh, project provides nine feet of landscaping along the east side, um, 20 feet on the north side, 15 feet on the south. Um, we've had a neighborhood meeting. We worked with the neighbors to the south. Their biggest concern was traffic. And uh, what we said was we would work with staff to provide a wrought iron gate across the drainage channel, which would deter the uh, walking through and the, with the trash and, and the, the, the tagging of the walls. We've also worked with the neighbor to the north. He's uh, previously came to the other three meetings showing support for the neighbor neighborhood. Um, lastly, I'll go over the three waivers. One is the size of the lot. It's an infill lot. It meets the master plan uh, update as for providing for a, a denser neighborhood utilizing the existing utilities. It also, we have a waiver for the driveway because of the, uh, the lot widths, the driveway standards don't meet the separation. That's why we're requesting that waiver. And lastly is the side yard setbacks, which we have nine feet instead of 10. That is due um, to, again, providing enough for on, on each side. And on the, as far as ring goes, we are providing, uh, we believe there's, it meets the standard as it, there's a nine foot plus the five foot sidewalk and the two foot curb and gutter, that's 16 feet from any lane of travel. I'm here to answer any questions and that concludes my presentation. This is a public hearing. Is anyone here wishing to speak on the item? Robert Foss, 5283 Big Stone Way. I'm one of the neighbors across kind of on an ang angle basis. Uh, this isn't only a matter of foot traffic, it's a matter of car traffic. There's 42 units in here. They'll be driving out on small private streets behind here. Uh, it's a matter of the decrease in home values. We all have single family homes that are worth more than $350,000. These houses will be selling for $220,000. Also, it's, it really basically is a zoning issue. There is no R3 or R4 even remotely close to this. This is a single family neighborhood of RE and R1 and then eventually reduced to R2. Just north of there's one here, there is one RE lot. On the other side of that is two very nice looking cul-de-sacs of single family homes. There's no reason why they could have not, the developer could not have built 14 single family homes on this property and still got his money. He bought this as an RE. For it to go to RE to R3 when this is the only piece of property available in our immediate area is, is just a complete total travesty. The Sunrise Manor Town Board voted unanimously 
to deny it. The original Clark County Planning staff voted to deny it, but somehow they managed to get it past planning. Uh, it's just not working with the neighborhood. It's a single-family home neighborhood. There's no townhomes anywhere remotely in this area here. There's no R4 anywhere north of Bonanza or east of Nellis that's not either on Lake Mead, that fronts onto Lake Mead Road, or fronts onto Nellis north of Lake Mead. Uh, I just don't understand. Why is this even here? That, that, why do we have zoning laws? Uh, you know, I mean, this is an exact case of uh, where the county won in the decision of Rose Gibson. These people who bought RE lots should have no interest or demands to have them automatically converted to R4. Uh, this is a single family neighborhood. I mean, we're talking for, for many, many acres, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of acres. There are no townhomes anywhere near it. So why should they be putting townhomes in? You know, I have no objection to putting 14 R2 houses. That would match the neighborhood. You know, the RE lots are left over from 30 years ago when they developed it. I live in the development just slightly over here where Rose Homes, where there are one lots. Rose bought that and converted it to single family homes. Thank you. Thank you. Is anyone else wishing to speak on this item? I'll close the public hearing and um, make some comments. So I appreciate what you said, um, but the reality is this lot is unique as far as it boards up against Nellis. Um, it's, it's combined, so there's not gonna be other townhomes in the neighborhood, but the reality is in, going forward in the future, we have to have places where people can, your children and my children can afford to buy a house. And this is gonna be a small little community where people can afford to buy a house. Um, and I don't personally believe it's gonna impact anything. Right now, these little blocks of land are filled with homeless. It's, it's, they, they really hurt a neighborhood. So in my opinion, this is the best thing to do in this neighborhood. Um, so I would move for approval, um, subject to the Planning Commission's uh, recommendations. Can I speak again, please? Uh, sure, come on up. What is the zoning where you live? My zoning is, I'm not sure. Well, do you have more than a half acre or something? No. Okay. But it's in a single family area. It is, but, but nearby there's apartments, there's... Right, there's... but here nearby there isn't apartments and stuff. Right. In the Clark County section of the land, there is no apartments or townhomes anywhere near uh, this. All right. Anyway. And the fact that people need low-priced homes, if it was behind your house, you would not be happy about it. Well, I disagree. But anyway, I apologize. We have to, there's a motion on the floor, so pending um, Will this be votes. going before another board before it's approved? No, this, this is the final okay. decision. That's fine. I've been talking to my lawyer already about a lawsuit because uh, we just cannot have this going in our neighborhood. All right, thank you. Commissioner, can I clarify the, the motion? Yes. Um, so item 39, the plan amendment 
are you <laughs> recommending that that be adopted per the compact neighborhood? Um, Correct, the R3. Okay, and then so then item 40, the zone change would be R3. Correct. Correct? Okay. All right, with that, there's a motion. I move for approval. Yes. All right. And that motion passes. Thank you. Next is item 45, UC 230673, appeal use permit to allow an aviary. Waivers of development standards for the following increase the number of birds allowed and reduce setbacks in conjunction with a single family residence on 0.2 acres in an R1 single family residential zone, generally located on the south side of Anchorage Street and the west side of Norfolk Court within Spring Valley. Um, commissioners, this item was approved by the Planning Commission. Uh, there was a withdrawal at the Planning Commission meeting of waiver of development standards number one uh, that's no longer necessary. Um, however, I just wanted to bring that to your attention and this item was appealed by a neighbor and Public Works. Good morning, uh, my name is Edison Tan III from 4749 Norfolk Court, Las Vegas, Nevada 89147. All right, go ahead and make a presentation. Yeah, about the, about the shed, when we build it, I don't inform uh, the association and stuff because you cannot see it from the street. So, but uh, we decided to take it down because uh, association put lean on the house now. So that one, we take care of that. I, I removed it actually yesterday. All right, um, this is a public hearing. This is a public hearing. Anyone here wishing to speak about birds? My name is Greg Horton. I live at and I'm the homeowner of 4728 Siegfried Street in Las Vegas. I am the backyard neighbor to the applicant. Uh, the backs of our backyard share a common wall. Um, I'm unsure if the waiver request is being withdrawn or not, but I would like to express for the record my opposition of the uh, waiver request. Thank you. All right, anyone else here wishing to speak on this item? If not, we'll turn it over to the commissioner. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, I guess that's a valid question. Are you withdrawing your request? Yeah, we take it down the shed because uh, we, the we get approved from the last time we were here, but uh, Never-ending headache sure. from the association, and he put lien on my house now. So just to be clear, the, the withdrawal would also apply to the aviary. Yeah, That's the your intention. No, no yeah. birds on property. No, I have three birds left, but this is up okay. I, I believe your HOA birds. rules allow up to two. Um, Actually, three. I have the letter. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, so, you work that out well, with your HOA. Yeah, Our yeah. county rules allow up to twenty, <clears throat> but your HOA would supersede that. Um, yeah. Okay, and then the, just while you're here, the only thing I would request is take a look. Um, in, in looking over the, your property, it seems like you have some odd access coming off of an ADA ramp on the yeah. front of your house. You need to take care of that. That's nothing well, I can do about that today. So what um, we can do, just will that, or I can apply for a waiver for it? To if, if you'd like, Ms. Hesser from my office is over there. She can talk to you about that, but uh, I wouldn't be inclined to support a waiver to allow, even if I had the authority, which I don't think I do, to um, impede on uh, a curb cut 
yeah, the way so you I, are. We have the, the fence on the front. If you know, if I can use it, I can use it. So I can I okay. can just weld that, and make it. I can do. Okay. Again, like that's it. unrelated to anything today. And because you're withdrawing, I guess Rob, is there a motion needed? Uh, is everything withdrawn then? Even the setbacks or? The yes. setbacks, yeah. We, then we, we, we take it down already. Actually, uh, yesterday. You may want to, want to request without prejudice in case you need to come back for something. But, but other than that, he, no. Well, thanks for coming in. Nice to see you. I appreciate it. And uh, thank you, Mr. Horton, as well. Thank you so much. I guess we can move on to the next item, I suppose. Yeah, I was just wondering if you wanted to vote I don't know on, what to do, on make a motion or just shut without up? prejudice or with prejudice. If he's withdrawn it, I don't know that we need a motion. I, I, no, if it's my, withdrawn, we don't need a motion unless it, it was with or without my, prejudice and we're not making that I'm motion. I'm pleased so. to make a motion to deny with prejudice, but I don't you know You don't need to. It's necessary. been withdrawn with prejudice. So. Thank you. Next is item 46. VS 230595, holdover appeal amended, vacate and abandon easements of interest to Clark County located between Shrill Street Alignment and Arville Street and between Torino Avenue and Pebble Road, previously not notified, and a portion of right-of-way being Shrill Street located between Torino Avenue and Pebble Road within Enterprise. Commissioners, this um, application was denied by the Planning Commission and was appealed by the applicant. Good morning. Good morning, Commissioner. I'm Ernie Frazzaro. I represent the property owners. My address is 3981 Arlberg Way, Mount Charleston. Uh, we appeal this because we primarily, uh, what happened was we were approved at Town Advisory Board. Uh, Public Works had recommended denial. I met with Public Works. I met with Commissioner Justin Jones' office. Uh, Saner minds are prevailing only because they agree with me. Uh, that this may be a good idea. Uh, we're taking care of the problem between two property owners that 30 foot has always been a problem with kids coming out and nothing against kids, but they're drinking beer and smoking dope and having parties. So Sounds like my kids. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Uh, that being said, I believe we've come to an agreement and I just respectfully request uh, that our appeal be approved. All right, this is a public hearing. Anyone here wishing to speak on this item? Seeing no one, we'll turn it over to Mr. Jones. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Um, Antonio, want to comment on the work that you did? Thank you, Commissioner. With your uh, direction, we took a look at uh, Shrill's alignment, and uh, we're able to vacate the Shrill's alignment from Pebble all the way to Blue Diamond, and as the aviation properties sell south of Pebble, we'll look to uh, get rid of those, uh, the Shrill's alignment along the aviation property as well. Okay. So for purposes of today, um, it would be a motion to uh, approve um, agenda item number 46. Public Works will undertake additional work that is um, related to uh, what has been requested today. One additional question. Thank you, Commissioner mm -hmm. Jones. Since we filed the initial application as individual property owners, and now the county was taking shrills all the way, uh, on all the aviation properties, will they be handling all of the documentation or what do, else do I have to provide or do I just get with Public Works and check that out? Mr. Posse. 
Thank you, Commission Commissioner. We, uh, we will handle it. Public Works will handle the vacation from uh, this point on. Thank you so much. Of course. My motion is to for approval of agenda item number 46. Raise motion on the floor. Cast your votes. Yes. Congratulations, you're a double winner. Thank you very much. Next are items 47 and 48. Item 47, WC 23-400-156. Appeal waiver of conditions of a design review of a shopping center requirement to have similar architectural appearance throughout, including concrete tile roofs with stucco and stone or brick veneers and facades in conjunction with a new gasoline station on a 0.9 acre portion of 26 acres in a C2 general commercial zone, generally located 246 feet east of Maryland Parkway, 756 feet south of Silverado Ranch Boulevard with an enterprise in item 48, DR 230716, appealed design reviews for the following gas station and lighting in conjunction with a new gasoline station on a 0.9 acre portion of 26 acres in a C2 general commercial zone, generally located 246 feet east of Maryland Parkway and 756 feet south of Silverado Ranch Boulevard with an enterprise. Commissioners, this action or these applications, 47 and 48, were approved by the Planning Commission and appealed by a neighbor. Are you the, are you the appellant? Would you come forward and let, you're the applicant, so let him go first. Mr. Chair and commissioners, my name is Rick Magnus with AWA Engineering, representing the applicant. We're at 2010 North Redwood Road in Salt Lake City, Utah, 84116. And um, here on behalf of Smith's Marketplace and Food Centers, we um, um, just to let you know just a little bit about the business model of Smith's is that uh, they have approximately 145 Smith's marketplaces um, in the Intermountain West. Of the 145, there are 117 fuel centers. And I think we see um, a pattern of, um, or a trend that customers expect something like fuel and having advantages of discounted fuel. You see that at Costco, uh, Sam's Club, everything, you know, the other, the other places. But I just wanted to, let you in on a little bit of a business model secret there, okay? But I don't think it is. This particular um, proposal is for on a 0.89 acre parcel. It is actually part of um, it is actually part of an, uh, an original parcel that included the Wow Car Wash, the Starbucks, and some retail here. Those three parcels have been completed and, and developed. This is a vacant parcel. It's uh, just completely black-topped. And something I wanted to, um, to, I also wanted to publicly thank staff. Staff has been very helpful in, in our application since the beginning. Originally, we had um, seven MPDs, which are multiple product dispensers. So we had seven dispensers originally, and staff worked with us to have five that would work in a method that would meet, um, meet code. So I kind of highlighted this just a little bit more or, or zoomed in. Um, there's, a, there's an agreement with uh, Starbucks 
to include 10 parking stalls along this west side. We've done that. Also meeting the standards of landscaping that also occur on this site. There's a trash enclosure. Here's the accessible parking stall. There's a small kiosk that just um, is there and it's manned during kind of regular business hours from about seven in the morning till about 10 in the evening. And it also has various um, items for sales such as bottled water, et cetera. But this is, now this is a five MPD or dispenser um, um, product underneath or fuel center underneath here. And then of course we also have the landscaping here adjacent to parking that is provided uh, currently at the, um, at the overall commercial center. Uh, I know that um, there is some concern from Starbucks about some of the accessibility in that that's occurring. And what I have done, um, I spent a couple of hours there last night, yesterday evening during peak hour. I also spent some time this morning during peak hour from six o'clock till eight um, in the morning watching circulation and, and that what I noticed, what I noticed primarily is that there is about approximately 25% to 40% of cut through traffic that goes from point A to point B and they zigzag on, on site getting to where they want to. It's not always to the Starbucks, sometimes it's just to come over here. And, and I know that if we uh, are approved today you would see us being able to control a lot of that cut through traffic, which is sometimes has come up in like planning commission discussions. Um, that, was, that was something that was kind of prevalent was um, that type of traffic pattern. This is an approved use. This is an allowed use in C2 zoning, which this is. Um, town board, you know, this was recommended as approval and planning staff, we, rec we, we accept staff recommendations. Um, and what we really wanted to do was to also um, highlight, I know that there's a waiver that's being considered here. The waiver is for not providing tile on the roof, um, a tiled feature. That was a great feature in you know the late 90s and early 2000s, but the last few approvals and construction that has ha occurred here, for example, the car wash, the WOW car wash, and Starbucks themselves did not uh, provide the, the tile roofing. And so that's what this particular um, Ella, um, fuel center and canopy are providing. We have, um, I appreciate you, Commissioner Naff, for spending some time with us and helping us design this correctly. We've We've included the, the stone cladding all the way up to the top of the, of the columns, the support columns of the fuel center with some wainscoting for the, the little kiosk. Uh, it will match what is occurring at the front of the Smith's marketplace in that same center so that it gets a little bit of tie-in. We've also included price changers that are on the east side and very interior to um, to this site, and so that is just to kind of give a general understanding that, hey, there's my fuel center when I've walked into a Smith's Marketplace, 
and I've received a reduction in uh, the cost of fuel, and now I'm going to go make that trip over there. Uh, so that's why the waiver is there only for that, that tile roof. And then also the design review obviously is for the, um, the fuel center itself and for that review. And then the lighting, just to let you know, we are, we are approximately 400 feet away from Maryland Parkway. We are very interior to the site. With LED lighting now, we can absolutely control any type of bleed out from the lot um, interior. And so what that does is that enables us to control that lighting. It does not bleed out into Maryland Parkway or um, our Silverado Ranch. It does not bleed out into any residential. And um, so that actually provides a great opportunity. It operates, fuel can be accessed 24 hours a day, but what will happen is it won't, the kiosk will only be manned from, uh, like I said, about 7 a.m. to about 10 p.m. And with that, I'm, I'm just here to, you know, um, accept staff's recommendations. I look for your approval, and I'm here to just answer any questions that you may have. All right, I guess this is a public hearing, even though it's an appeal. So would you like to come forward and, and make your presentation? Uh, good morning, Chairman, Chair, and Commissioners. Happy New Year to, to everyone. Um, my name is Samir Abu Shushe, S-A-M-I-H, A-B-U-S-H-O-U-S-H-E-H. Can you hold the microphone a little closer to your face? Oh, okay. I present 1842 Wright Avenue, LLC. Our property located at 9880 South Maryland Parkway, 89183, and our tenant is Starbucks. I, ha I am here to address any concern you may have regarding our appeal dated December 12, 2023, for application number DR-23-0716. And our communication including the following. A. December 12, 2023, an email. December 11, 2023, is a letter and exhibit A, E, and C. <laughs> B, December 28, 2023, an email with attachment for exhibit A and Z. These we need to correct, to correct the date 5-3-2016 on page 2, paragraph 2, in our letter dated December 11th. Excuse me, could you just tell us why you're appealing? Uh, you know, I already sent the correspondence. You have it on the file. Right. Okay? And I'm just confirming this, and there's one more thing I'd like to confirm. I'm done. If you don't mind. All right. I appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, and um, the date need to read regarding the 7 2016 for declaration of reciprocal uh, and easement agreement, REA. I would like to confirm the share and the commissioner regarding REA. It's important that both the current owners of lot number 177-26112-0161 and any prospective buyer 
adhere to the all terms and conditions outlined on the, on the RE agreement, instrument number 2016-0729-003500, recorded on July 29, 2016. This particular include site C, easement and condense. If failure to comply with this obligation may lead to significant ability and uh, liability and application of all parties involved. The REA agreement was signed and notarized in July 27 and July 28, 2016 by all parties, which is A1, A2, A3, and A4. Thank you for your giving me the chance to address our opinion and thank you again for your time and consideration. All right, does that conclude your, your presentation? All right, well, Commissioner Naft, if you understand what we're doing, go for it. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Thank you, Sam, for being here. You, you can have a seat. Um, thank you, Mr. Magnus, for your presentation. Um, Again, uh, this item was uh, supported by staff, supported at the Enterprise Town Advisory Board. It was supported, though there was uh, some healthy discussion at the Planning Commission, it was eventually supported there as well. Um, and I think it's probably arguable how necessary this item is at all because um, it was always intended to be like this. In fact, when the um, appellant purchased the lot, it was always planned as a pad for this purpose. Um, I know this plaza extremely well. Um, my feeling is that this is actually going to help with the circulation. It is, it, it was sort of alluded to, but this area is kind of a free-for-all in the center of a huge blacktop. Um, people do drive every which way over there. Um, and then just lastly, it's, um, it can't be the fault of a future development because one particular business can't control their own queuing. So they have approved opportunity to do that. At the time that that particular use was approved, it was actually, this was all thought through. That's why those 10 spaces, additional 10 spaces are required. That's continued in this application, uh, as the applicant pointed out. Um, and then just lastly, I, approve, I appreciate the additional cladding all the way up on the structure. Um, so if there is nothing further, I move for approval of items 47 and 48. This is an appeal. Is that, we just didn't approve? Okay. There's a motion on the floor. Cast your vote. Commissioner Miller. Yes. And that motion passed. Commissioners, we're going to do something different for the ordinances for introduction, so hang on for a second. Um, so items 49 and 50 through 52 are ordinances for introduction to consider adoption of a development agreement. Item 49 ORD 23-900-536 is a development agreement with AGEHC to LEN multi-state four LLC for a single family residential development. Item 50 ORD 23-900-576 is for a development agreement with Project BAM Industrial LLC for an industrial development. 
Item 51, ORD 23-900-580 is a development agreement with DRP NV1 LLC for a single family residential development. And item 52, ORD 23-900-584 is a, for a development agreement with ZSKS MAZ Township Family Trust for a commercial development. Staff recommends the board set a public hearing for items 49 through 52 for January 17th, 2024. All right. I'm is there a motion? Do I need a motion? But no motion. You just oh, okay. need to set right. the public I'll, hearing. I'll move to. I'll do all the ordinances uh, for that date. Thank you. And then, commissioners, this is your last public comment period. Now, I did have a, a card that I just got from John Iaconetti. Did you want to? I guess it'd be public comment at this point. Sorry I'm late. I just kept on reading over this little uh, thing that concerns uh, our neighbors with property that we own. On um, My name is John Iconetti. I live at 9102 Imperial Castle Court, Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, in regards to uh, parcel number 176-19-601-023 and uh, 176-19-601-031. I'm sorry, the first one is 032. Uh, and that, that's uh, item 32, I believe. Yeah, 31 and 32. Um, we uh, noticed that there's a lot of landfill, about 10 feet uh, above our property. I know uh, we, they're uh, asking for a waiver to uh, build a, re a wall, but we're just concerned of future development for our property. Um, how are you going to hold back all that landfill? Uh, I'm just curious, where do, where do we stand for the future on that? Shed any light on that? Uh, we, we can't talk right now, but Mr. Jones is district, so um, I think someone here. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. So, oh. and, and commissioners, I just want to add to item 32 was held to the January 17th, oh. 2024 zoning meeting, so it will be on the next agenda as well. Okay, but maybe you want to reach out to Commissioner Jones in the meantime, or he'll reach out to you. Um, and okay. All right, that's uh, that's fair enough. It was uh, <laughs> Mr. Jones. Okay, so this is something that you can probably shed some light on. It's uh, uh, should I repeat those possible numbers again as well? Just just it's item thirty-one, thirty-two. So he'll, he'll he'll get you right after the meeting. Okay. Uh. So we're just concerned about uh, the uh, future uh, progress on that property. How would it affect those two parcels? Well, we, we can't comment right now, but it's, as, soon as, you're, as soon as we're done here, he'll meet with you and his staff and you can talk. Thank okay. you so much. Thank you, I appreciate you guys. Thank you. Anyone else here wishes to speak on public comment? Seeing no one, we will adjourn the meeting. Thank you so much. We survived. And Mr. Ewing didn't wake up in time to speak, so we're, we're, we're actually making progress. <laughs>